Hello there. Welcome back. I'm Mary Thaler. And I'm Jeffrey Edwards, and this is Writing Off the Deep End. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that's very specific to our context, but hopefully also applicable to other writers out there. Right, which is the fact that we live and work in a language that isn't our native tongue. So mm -hmm. for us, it's French from an English background. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, there are uh, many other contexts in the world where that would be the case. That could be the case. Now, and I, confession, I do do almost all my creative writing in English. And and I think that my French is, is, is pretty good. <laughs> my very kind French-speaking friends tell me that it's good. But then they do sometimes ask me, oh, and do you write? Do you write stories in French? And I usually have to tell them that writing, for me, writing fiction takes a level of comfort with a language that that is very far beyond what I need for a conversation or even a technical or scientific report. Yeah, I think that I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Although my, my experience is somewhat different. When I moved to Quebec City, mm -hmm. uh, well, maybe not right away, but after a certain time, I wanted to be able to write in French, and yeah. so I worked on my written French. I, I, I hired um, someone to help me with my written French. Uh, we went over texts and corrected them, mm -hmm. and I've also taken classes in written French, and all of that raised my level of written French. Now, part of that was because some of the scientific papers I was writing were in French, yeah. And I needed to be sufficiently good in French to be able to write these papers. Mm -hmm. But I was also interested in writing, well, poetry and fiction. And so, but you did it. I did. You and were... I wrote um, I wrote one short story that was published in mm -hmm. French, a science fiction short story. Um, and I wrote several poems that were also published in French. Mm -hmm. um, but recently I was asked by um, somebody to write a text and would I like to contribute a fictional chapter to his mm -hmm. book? And I said, yeah. yes. And the story came out in French. Yeah. I will have it revised. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would never submit, any, well, even in English, I have it revised. So um, yeah. it, it needs somebody to go over it to make sure, to clean up the language a bit. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's happened is that, um, so I wrote a, a book, a, a draft of a book in um, September last year, uh, which is the first book of the trilogy that I've been working on dealing with the Second World War, mm -hmm. uh, which was about um, uh, uh, a Jewish family fleeing Brussels in the Second World War in order to escape from the Nazi-occupied France. And in the meantime, I've met somebody who is... Belgian and whose father was in that situation of fleeing the Nazis and so and they're francophone and so I thought I would like to share my story with them yes but the story is written in English mm -hmm. so I've been looking into translating it into French for them yeah. and I've done the first translation myself and I'm having a reviser go yeah. through the text and clean it up so mm -hmm. that it's in proper French. Yeah. So again, a second store, a second level of work in, yeah. in French. And I think you've touched on something important. There can be lots of reasons uh, when you choose what language you're writing and there can be lots of reasons to choose one or the other. Sometimes, as you say, it just comes in the language. But a very important thing is this question of access and what writing do we have access 
to and who do we want, who is, is it important to give people access to our writing? Because language can be a wall, a, a barrier, and there's a kind of siloization that happens where we just sit in the literature and the literary community of our language. And, in, and English can be particularly bad because um, there is a sort of hegemony. But I think it, it maybe bears saying, I think that this is uh, part of modern writing and, and part of the future. Many of the writers in English now that we are reading, English is not their first language. They are, in fact, writing in their second language. Several famous writers um, have, have made that jump to write primarily in their second language. Uh, Joseph Conrad was Polish, I believe, and wrote in English. Uh, Samuel Beckett was Irish and wrote in French. And so I think there's a very, very cool thing happening when you make an effort to reach across a language barrier. Whether, whether you feel confident in your skills or not, just reaching out is so important. So one of the things that, uh, a comment that was made, so I, I read some of my work in my writing mm -hmm. in scientific conferences, and those who are in the room who listen, whether they're Francophone or Anglophone, mm -hmm. claim or tell me that the English writing has a rhythm to it that yeah. is wonderful to listen to. Mm -hmm. And that the French, when I write in French, you don't get those rhythms. The rhythms yeah. I, when I write in French are not quite right for French, mm -hmm. but not English either. And okay. so there's something else. Yeah. So that that sort of worries me a little bit about mm -hmm. the French. But Mary and I met a, a Quebec writer um, mm -hmm. last year. When you read his books, they have this slight... Um, rhythm that's not quite the way an English person would write, mm -hmm. but it works. It doesn't yeah. have to be wrong because no. it doesn't have the natural rhythms of the language of the person speaking. So mm -hmm. that sort of reconciles me to the idea that one can write in, in a language other than one's birth language and still do something that's worthwhile. With you mentioned you've done some translation. That's also... Yes. A translation in the other direction, that is sort of, mm -hmm. which is the normal direction, because... You always translate towards your birth language, or it, towards the language that you are more comfortable in. So I do French to English. Right, except yeah. unless you're crazy like me and do it the other way around. But, <laughs> but uh, some, people have, <laughs> some people have skills. But it is, it is, it's been a very interesting experience. Um, uh, some things, rules that I had internalized for good English writing don't necessarily apply to to writing in French. So I still remember in high school getting taught not to do, not to use comma slices. That was a, I had a teacher who was very firm on that every time she saw a comma splice, big red circle. A uh, comma splice is not incorrect in French, as far as I can tell. It's a, it's a perfectly, considered a very legitimate way to organize your sentence. Yeah. Another thing in French, um, so not at the sentence level, but at the paragraph level, mm -hmm. they often announce the subject right at the beginning, and then the explanation follows. In English, mm -hmm. we usually explain things, and then we summarize at the end. We rarely announce. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, I've, I mean, for years, reading theses in yeah. French, it, it, it's been a, an issue for me because I read this thing and there's like no motivation in sight <laughs> for the statement, but the yeah. motivation follows. Right. 
So that's another difference between French and English in style. For you, does yeah. it, when you translate, do you keep no. the wrong structures or do you <laughs> I could no. not. My te grade 10 teacher would be rolling in her grave. No, I, uh, no, I, I take out the comma splices. But am I right to do that? I don't know. That's is that the question. My, is, is, is that is, my prejudice? Yeah. So, I mean, as a translator, you are allowed a certain liberty, though. Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, And there's like... different schools of thought about translation. Um, Nabokov, who translated lots of uh, books from uh, Russian to English, said that you should... His philosophy was that you should preserve the strangeness. Yes, that's what I kind of think too, mm -hmm. that, that you want to keep something about it. But not all translators think that way. Some some of them say, well, no, uh, the writer, the reader should not be paying attention to the language. We need to pull them into the the story. And and I think that's legitimate. I think I think both of those could be correct. So are you going to write in French after our conversation? <laughs> are you going to be pulled that way? It is, it is a goal of mine. One has the sensation that that stepping into another language can free you to write things that you wouldn't have written in your first language. Well, I do know that my writing in French is different from my writing in English. Really? So yeah. how? Uh, well, first of all, French as a language mm -hmm. it has it has it's a bit more long-winded. In some ways, it's more precise. Mm -hmm. To use a word in French, you have to use it in a particular way. You're not allowed a lot of leeway in how you use a word. Whereas in English, you can get away with using words in all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you have less flexibility, but at the same time, it's more long-winded. I think mm -hmm. for a related reason, that is to say, because words have a narrow meaning, you have to use more of them to say something precise. That's interesting. And so you have... so. There's a there's a slowness to writing mm -hmm. in French that you mm -hmm. don't get in English in quite the same way. Yeah, you said long-winded, but I I feel like there must be a better a better word for. Well, it. that's slightly um, pejorative, and I shouldn't have used it. <laughs> but um, but the the slower, I think, it, mm -hmm. and also denser. French is denser than English as a as a structure as a mm -hmm. as a written structure. So, so to answer uh, your question earlier, I am just tremendously curious what. A uh, French language writer Mary writes about. Mm. You know, I, 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 it's as if there's it's a box. One of the one of the other reasons uh, to write in French is that I have the sense I live in Quebec City, which is has a what this wonderful literary scene, and so I see uh, I see these gifted uh, writers in French surrounding me. I can go to their readings and I can read their works, and I want to. I want to talk to them. You know, I want to have in their conversation language. with them. Yeah, yeah. I want to be part of that conversation, and so that's the other reason. So, yeah. So maybe that's, that's enough fun. for today. What are we talking about next week? <laughs> Uh, so we talked about doing communities because yeah. you're very engaged with communities mm -hmm. and I have other communities that I engage with. So mm -hmm. I think that would be very interesting. So do join us for that. Don't and forget to click on the button uh, below if, you're, if you'd like to subscribe to the series. Uh, yeah. We seem to be producing these at a regular rate. So um, I think we're going to be around for a while doing these podcasts. We'll try to keep that up. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time.